Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and our guest today is Grace Topping, the author of a newly published murder mystery entitled Staging is Murder. Now, Grace describes herself as a, quote, recovering technical writer and IT project manager. For 28 years, she worked at the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and let loose her fiction career after retirement. She's here to tell us about her first book, which she calls a cozy murder mystery, and we'll, of course, let her define that intriguing term. Grace is also going to tell us about her transition to fiction writing, and we'll share a few pointers on exploring your talents during retirement. But first, a little background on her. Originally from Altoona, Pennsylvania, she served in the Navy and graduated from the University of Maryland. She and her husband live in Fairfax Station, have two grown daughters. Grace is the vice president of the Chesapeake chapter of Sisters in Crime and is a member of uh, Sink Guppies and Mystery Writers of of America. So, Grace, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you. Look forward to talking about books and writing a book because as we were chatting before we got started here, seems like uh, the, the phrase is, or what you've always heard is, everybody has a book in them and most people say they want to write a book, but most people never write a book. I think the difference is everybody wants to write it, but you really need to decide, I'm going to commit to this and do it. Yeah. It took me 10 years to get published, and I was just too stubborn to give up. Hmm. So I think if you find that you want to write a book, you need to commit to it. Right. You need to make sure that you've decided this is what I'm going to do and then set out and do it. Right. Now, 10 years, it didn't take you 10 years to write it, or did it? it no. It just took you 10 years <laughs> to get it published. Is that 10 years. Okay. Actually, I, I wrote it. Probably in about six months. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but it was only 45,000 words, and that's not enough for a mystery. So I found I needed to transition from lean writing as a technical writer mm. and introduce you know, emotion, description, all the things that you don't get in technical writing. Okay. So it took me a while to do that. Uh, but that, the bulk of the time really was in revising, and you have to be willing to revise, mm. revise, revise. Mm. Uh, and also to find an agent find a publisher, uh, and then the year or so it takes for the book to actually come out. Okay. So, but it was 10 years. Wow. Well, let's, maybe we'll dive into that a little bit more, but I want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about the writing and the book and that kind of thing. Uh, Full-time career, we've talked about that. Um, did you do any writing other than what you had to do for your job when you were full-time employed? Well, I, you know, I dabbled in things like uh, you know, children's book that I wrote for my daughter and mm -hmm. uh, a play that I wrote for middle school, uh, Jane Austen driving me crazy. Uh, but they weren't very successful, so I had to turn to murder. <laughs> Why, why murder? I mean, was it uh, is it one of the easier things to write about? Or well, if you have a long enough career, you've already identified all those people that were potential victims. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, as a technical writer, you're at the end of the process for producing uh, computer systems. In my case. And always at the last minute, someone would change something after you've worked a long weekend to yeah. get it uh, finished. Uh, and they were always really great potential victims uh, mm -hmm. for a book. Mm -hmm. Well, I, th I think the, the copy on the back cover of the book actually says um, she is now creating murder mysteries and killing off characters who remind her some of the people she dealt with during her career. <laughs> so... <laughs> Very loosely disguised. Right. Do you think they'll know who, who you're talking about? I hope not. Right. Okay. All right. But provided good fodder for the book, I'm yes. sure. Um, did you always want to write a book? I mean, or, or was this something that just, I don't you know. 
You know, I started writing uh, out of high school. In fact, uh, you know, every everybody probably has written something at a time. And I knew it wasn't too bad because my sisters would sneak into my room and read the next excerpt. Hmm. Uh, so I thought, well, you know, it must be interesting because otherwise, you know, teenage sisters right. probably wouldn't bother. Uh, but then I joined the Navy. Uh, and I spent my time writing long descriptions of my travels for my family. So I started really as a travel writer okay. years ago. And it wasn't really until I retired that I found the time to write. Uh, and as far as why mysteries, it's because what I read. Hmm. Uh, I would listen to audiobooks uh, in okay. my commute to downtown D.C. or to Arlington. Uh, and I always had two or three mysteries going at a time. And it was because I loved the puzzle. Mm. I, I love the mystery of trying to figure out who did it and, you know, very analytical. Uh, and people who like to analyze things like mysteries because right. they, they like to feel they've solved it before they get to the end of the book. Right. Now, the title of your book is called Staging is Murder. So, so tell us a little bit about the book. What's it about? My main character is a home stager. And for those of you who don't yeah. know what a home stager is, that's the person who can come into your house uh, before you sell it to give you advice about what you need to change, uh, improve, uh, in order to appeal to potential buyers. And it's a very difficult job because you're dealing with people's feelings about their mm -hmm. decor and how their home looks. Uh, but my character really came from my watching far too many episodes of HGTV. I was going to ask you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, in a cozy mystery, the main character usually has what they call a hook, a business mm -hmm. or an interest. If you've watched Hallmark uh, TV mysteries, mm -hmm. you'll find that the main character has a decorating, a uh, dog walking, right, a bake right, shop, right. a candy shop. There's some kind of business or interest. So when they told me to get a hook, and I'm like, what is a hook? I had no idea what a hook was. Uh, I thought, well, what do I know? And what do I want to spend a lot of time writing about? It's got to be enjoyable. Yes. Well, you're, you're going to write, if it's a series, you're going to write about the same thing. And how much research you know, are you going to need to do in order to make it clear and interesting to mm -hmm. people? And, and, real, I, and realistic. Yes, uh, and so I decided, well, you know, I enjoyed this. I help friends stage homes. Huh. Uh, so I thought, well, let me give this a try. Uh, and that's how my main character as a home stager came about. Interesting. Well, I heard something you said there. If, I, if you're going to write a series, so does this mean there's more after, after, this, after this book? I have a contract with Henry Press, who is my publisher, for two more books. Wow. Uh, the next one due this summer. Yikes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I won't ask you how far along you are. <laughs> oh, please don't. Henry Press doesn't want to hear this. Uh, so, no, I have two, one this year and one the following year. Wow. And Congratulations. based on how successful they are, we'll see if there are any after that. Yeah. Did you have any idea when you started on this journey of, of saying, I want to write a book, did you envision yourself being here or is this where you thought you'd be? Well, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time writing something just for your own pleasure, unless that's what you want to do. Mm. And writers should know, what is my goal? Because mm. if your goal is to write memoirs for your family, and that's your goal, that's great. But if your goal is to write for publication, then you need to educate yourself in that process and find out what's required and how to go about it. And that's what I did. Uh, the Fairfax County Library is a wonderful resource on books, on every aspect of writing, publishing, revising, finding an agent. It's all out there. And I think I read every single one of them. Wow. Okay. Um, 
the main character of the book, Homestager, we've kind of talked about mm-hmm. you watching a lot of HDTV mm-hmm. and having those those staging kind of things. Other characteristics of the, the main character, and I think her name is Laura Bishop, is yes. that right? Yes. Any other characteristics of Laura that are actually Grace? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 5'1", Laura's 5'8". Oh, Thin, wow. I'm not. <laughs> uh, a former gymnast, younger uh, than me, so... No physical resemblance. <laughs> now, as far as attitude and outlook on things, you know, of course that creeps in. Yeah, you know, it's part of your yeah, personality. Yeah. Uh, the other aspect of the book is she has a dreadful mother. But that's not my mother. My oh, mother's okay. wonderful. Good. <laughs> I felt like you should have put a preface in the book. You know, right. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so we understand that uh, Laura, the main character, is a, a home stager. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of give us a little... Um, a glimpse into the book. What are what are we looking at here when we're uh, talking about staging as murder? What's the what's the scenario, if you will? Laura has accepted a first job with the most difficult woman in town because she <laughs> needs to have some references. Gotcha. Uh, she's going to stage a 19th century old mansion for sale, which is going to be hard to sell anyway. But when the homeowner falls from a laundry chute and lands at her feet, hmm. flowered wallpaper becomes the least of her worries. And when her young assistant is accused of the crime mm-hmm. and she's beseeched by the grandmother of this young fellow to solve the crime, she's drawn into it, but reluctantly. She is really a reluctant sleuth. Mm. It's like she admits that she doesn't know anything more than finding bugs in computer systems. That's about as a, the extent of her investigative right, abilities. Right. Uh, but she can't tell this grandmother no, but she says, well, I'll do what I can, and she succeeds. Okay. All right. Well, of course she has to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you know how she would succeed or how it would end when you start, or is it – I've never written a book, so I don't know. Do you know the end before you get started, or does that come to you? There are two categories of writers in the mystery world. We call them plotters and pantsers people who write by the seat of their pants. Mm. Well, having been a technical writer, I needed to know where I was going and how I was going to get there. So I took a class at Northern Virginia Community College online on mystery writing taught by Steve Alcorn. Uh, Excellent class. It gave me a good foundation on what I needed to do, the checkpoints of a mystery. You know, it, it sounds like it's a formula, but it's not really. There are certain expectations the reader has. You know, you the aha moment. Oh, now I know mm-hmm. who the, you know. So I came out of that class with the complete outline of my book, of course, which I embellished as I went on. Mm-hmm. So I knew who the victim was. I knew who the killer was. I knew different suspects. Uh, and then you just add to it as you go. Gotta flush it uh, out. So I, I know friends who are pantsers, and they don't know until the end, really. They'll say, oh, let me pick one of these suspects as the killer. Right. Well, the problem with that is you end up doing a lot of rewriting, mm. you know, to put in uh, clues and red herrings, et cetera. So, yes, I did know who the killer was, and he okay. did resemble someone from my past. Oh, he. He gave <laughs> oh, it away. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> cut that, cut that. <laughs> he being the general. Yes, d- yes, general, yes, yes. He, she, it, whatever. Um, you are vice president of the Chesapeake Chapter of Sisters in Crime. Now, w- exactly what is that? Is that like a, a mystery group, a writer's group? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. It's a national group. In fact, I think we even have international members. Uh, it was started by uh, a group of writers, Sarah Peretsky being uh, the primary mover on this. It was to 
give an even plane to women mystery writers or crime writers mm. because they found that women weren't re- they they were the majority of mystery writers but re- were receiving far fewer interviews and reviews and publication uh, appearances and publications. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they set out to be a support group for women and also to kind of look at the general publications across the country right. as to coverage for women mystery writers. And it's a very great support group for – and we do have uh, misters in our organization. Mm. But uh, I don't think I would be published today if it hadn't been for the support of Sisters in Crime. Oh, really? Interesting. So did they – did you have folks that maybe kind of – read some of your drafts or give you critiques? I mean, kind of tell us a little bit about the, the process there. We kind of talked a little bit yes. about the at the beginning mm-hmm. how long mm-hmm. it was and maybe more involved than people might think, but uh, a little bit, little bit about the maybe the writing process, and then we'll get into the editing and publication. When I uh, joined the Chesapeake chapter, I showed up for my first meeting, which was held uh, in North Arlington. Uh, the Chesapeake chapter uh, encompasses Maryland, Virginia, and the district. Mm-hmm. So I showed up my first meeting. I was there a little early, and I got to talking to a woman who uh, was a published author, and she asked me, you know, what was I writing? And I told her, and she said, send me a copy of the first few chapters, and I'll give you some feedback. And it was her positive feedback, mm-hmm. uh, encouragement, uh, that helped move me along. And by joining the online chapter, the Guppies, meaning the great unpublished. Okay. Yes, the Guppies, the great unpublished. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Uh, that, that was really the best move I made because you're online, you're sending emails back and forth to other members. We exchanged, publica- exchanged manuscripts uh, that enabled me to get feedback because uh, you don't want your family reading it because they're going to love everything right. that you've written or right. they're going to tell you that. Uh, you, you really need unbiased uh, right. feedback to let you know that this works or enhance this or right. whatever. So by being a member of that group and, you know, I, I then joined uh, – the Chesapeake uh, chapter, and started going to writer conferences, mystery writer conferences, Mm. and meeting lots of, in fact, I just attended Malice Domestic, uh, which is the largest conference for traditional mystery readers. Mm. It's a fan conference, and authors appear, and did my first panel, was kind of introduced to fans, and got to autograph books. It was a lot of fun. But that's a great organization that supports traditional mystery writers as well. Okay. Is it... uh, maybe more difficult for others that don't have a writing background. I think you had a technical writing background, so you already had people looking at your stuff, marking it all up, tearing it apart, giving it back to you. So maybe you had a little more thick skin, but I was going to ask, is it difficult to give somebody the first couple of chapters and say critique it and kind of go, oh, gosh, what are they going to think? You have to have a thick skin. And you also have to give your material to people who are – Delicate in what they're going to tell you. I always uh, would say to people, you know, when I'm giving them something to review, give me a jam sandwich. Tell me what you like. Work in the criticism and then tell me a little bit more what you like. And if you take that approach with anything you review, you don't start off by, oh, this is – I used to tell people when I edited uh, at work, it's obvious you put a lot of work into this. Which says a whole lot. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, but the thing is, you just have to realize that you're going to learn. I, I used to have a coworker who would give me something to review, and she would say, make me look better. 
Right. And if you take that approach that this is going to help it look better or right. read better, then you're not as sensitive about getting criticism back. Right. And criticism is part of it. Well, and critiquing someone's work is difficult challenge too because everybody has their own writing style and and the way they would say something and and just because I would think well I would say this way is not necessarily an edit or a critique or whatever so that's that's kind of a skill too and being able to to critique someone else's work you have to be careful that you're not rewriting someone's work. You yeah. might put a, uh, a notation. Uh, you maybe might consider uh, using this word or that word. And you also have to consider the fact it's a matter of taste. Right. If someone gave me a horror or a police procedural or whatever, uh, you know, I'm going to tiptoe through it because I don't really don't like reading that. Mm. But, you know, I have done it for people. Uh, but you have to really work with people who work in the same genre as you. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to know right. what the expectations of the readers are for that genre. Right. First book published, two more on the way, as, yes. you, as you said. Is this now a job? <laughs> yeah, my husband said, Grace, this has taken over your life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have taken on another job with mandatory overtime. Mm. Uh, but right now it's because it's the uh, – I'm, I'm hitting the – distribution and the promotion of this book at the same time that I have to write oh, the other one. So I'm that. hoping the next you know, few weeks it'll slow down. Okay. Uh, at least I hope so. Right. <laughs> so. So how is Staging is Murder? How is that going for you? I mean, how? Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I did a TV interview in Richmond recently and like, you know, I'm Grace Topping, you know, uh, writer, a very exciting computer user manual. So this is, uh, you know, it's, it's like a dream come true, or, or I can't even say a dream come true because I never even dreamt of being on the radio or right. on TV yeah. or making appearances. So, you know, I'm still kind of wide-eyed and surprised by all of it. Well, well congratulations on this and, and getting two more in the in the can, as they say, not not completed books, but mm-hmm. the contract for two more. I mean, that that is um, that's awesome, and maybe uh, I'm thinking not something that every first-time author is going to get is a three-book deal. Oh, I know. It's a, well, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing that you've gotten your book written, but then it's also a curse that oh, I've got to write two more books. The right. last one I had ten years to work on. This right. one I have you know six months or so. Uh, but I would like to say just a word about being a writer in retirement. Okay, yeah. if we have time. Um, when I took a retirement seminar before I retired, the uh, leader of the group said, you know, in retirement, you need something to live on, you know, mm. your income, and something to live for. Mm. So the writing gives me uh, an occupation, something that is exciting in my retirement, uh, and I enjoy it. But I want to let people know that it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, that you can write, whether for publication or just for your own, you know, gratification. Uh, I always like to point to Helen Hooven Santemeyer, who became a best-selling author in her mid-80s. You know, she, you know, you know, when you start writing, it doesn't matter what age you right. are. But right. the most important thing is to read in the genre you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Learn the technique of writing. You know, if your if your skills aren't great, well, then you go to the Fairfax County Library. You pull out books on grammar and syntax and dialogue and such. Um, 
uh, join local writers group. Mm-hmm. Don't go it alone because if you do, you no one's ever going to get you know you, you almost need some deadlines, self-imposed right. or imposed right. by maybe showing up at a writers group. I know there's some terrific writers groups uh, at the Fairfax County Libraries. I know the Pohick uh, Library for one has one. Mm-hmm. So you know, not going alone. Um, get feedback from others. Right. Like I said, not your family, but from other writers. You know, attend some conferences for the type, you know, whether it's Romance Writers of America, uh, Mystery Writers, Sci-Fi Writers. I mean, there's there are writer um, conferences out there all over the country, and mm-hmm. it really is worthwhile you make connections with other writers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And be willing to revise, revise, revise. Mm-hmm. Before my book went to publication and I uh, had to turn it over, the manuscript, I wrote 38 versions, and I stopped counting at 38. Oh, wow. Major and minor. Every time I learned something new, I would renumber it and go back and write it again. Wow. So don't expect that you're going to come out with a book right away. But, right. you know, if, if you want to write one, you want to do it well, be willing to revise. And 38. Right. <laughs> so. but, but get started. Yes. you got to start writing. Start and keep at it. Give yourself some deadlines. Yeah. Okay. Well, good advice. Uh if folks are interested in staging is murder and and reading that, can they where can they find it anywhere and everywhere? Uh, it's available online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Kobo, any any online source of books okay. you'll find it there. All right, all right, and maybe they'll find you around at some appearance and uh, maybe get you to autograph it as well. <laughs> I'd be delighted to. <laughs> all right, any final thoughts? Any final words about uh, this book, uh, future books? Anything you've learned through the experience, or just kind of give you the the final word as the author of Staging Is Murder? Just do it. Just get out there and write and and you know, put your ego aside. You mm-hmm. know, just uh, say, I'm going to start out. It's going to be hard, and I'm going to have to revise a lot. But unless you start it, you don't finish it. Right. Good point. Grace, thanks. It's been Thank fun. Thank you. It's been fun. Uh, it, uh, unfortunately, is going to wrap up the time that we do have on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast. We've been speaking with Grace Topping. Uh, new murder mystery staging is murder. Now, you can find out more about Grace and her book at gracetopping.com. Also, uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash author. That's facebook.com slash author. Uh, you can also find county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities by going online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. From there, you can subscribe and get the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as link over to the Fairfax 50 Plus pace, uh, Facebook page from there. Be sure to follow us on Facebook to uh, make sure you get more updates. And if you uh, want to talk to someone on the phone, 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711. I want to thank you again for joining us on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.